Diverse voices. Unique sound. Not the same old thing. Different, different. This is NOCO FM. Today, we will be talking with Jason Phillips, founder of Dogs, a nonprofit organization that provides dads and other father figures with opportunities to support, encourage, fellowship, and serve one another, their children, their families, and their communities, while demonstrating the willingness to be involved in their own and their children's mental, physical, and spiritual health and well-being. Started in 2016, Dogs has provided many environments and activities for dads to have fun with their children, including an annual chili cook-off competition, a three-on-three basketball tournament, internet safety workshops, family game nights, and even a hairstyle night where dads learned how to make different braids and ended in a little friendly competition. Welcome, Jason, to the studio and to the show. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. All right. So tell me a little bit more about who you are and what brought you to a point in which you felt there was a need to develop an organization like dogs. Well, the genesis of the of the group kind of started on a field trip with my daughter's class. And we got to ride on the bus with the kids, which they thought was amazing. They loved having the, the dads and their parents uh being able to share in that experience. And, and I noticed right off the bat that some of the dads kind of sat together up in the front of the bus. They were on their phones, not really engaged with their kids. And I just thought, what a unique opportunity to have a day out of work, out of the office to spend doing something really neat with your kids. And then you don't invest the time and the effort and the energy and in that experience. So it got me thinking a little bit and, and I'm a, as you know, a strength and conditioning coach by profession. And I was at a coaching clinic and on my way back, sitting on the airplane, I just couldn't shake that thought and that feeling like, you know what, I think there's got to be a better way to engage with your kids and your family. So I started to jot some things down on on the back of an envelope and a, and a napkin. And it ended up with our nonprofit dogs. You know, growing up in a small town, small community, my dad ran the the local rec center and swimming pool. And, you know, so again, I, I saw him there morning, noon and night. And you know, being in a small town, if there was a mechanical problem or an electrical problem or anything with the facility, I mean, it was on him to get it done and to fix it. And if that meant a pair of pliers and a roll of duct tape or whatever it was, then, then he was there and, and did that. And uh, he was also a... a basketball and football official for years you did that for over over 40 years so the amount of tangible literal hands-on I mean taught swimming lessons for a long time and so it was very impactful in that community and and I don't know that you know in my almost 50 years that I've heard him say no very many times to very many people so that was that was something that was really impactful and 
you know, again, I think between that and watching some other people that do what I do in terms of sport coaching. And, and again, it's a, that profession is a grind and they're at the office or watching film or at practice morning, noon and, and night. And not to say that that doesn't make them successful at what they do, but at, at some point in time, you're impacting all these lives of your players and your student athletes, but who's impacting the lives of your own kids and your own family at home. So I think that was a, a big reason why I felt so strongly. And then that experience on on the field trip just kind of drove home that there's got to be a better way. Well, and also, you know, talk to me about strength coaching. You know, we're going to side note a little bit of this, too, because people think of a strength coach or a collegiate, you know, you're in the athletic department of looking at a strength coach and just thinking, oh, it's just lifting weights or it's just like gaining weight or it's just, you know, whatever it is. But I know that you've spent time many a times with athletes in your office, and it's more than just writing them a plan where they can build up their muscle and prevent, you know, injuries. But it's about you've counseled and taken time to talk to them about their life and school and, you know, relationships between their teammates and their coaches. And so I see a lot of that stemmed from, you know, the the ability to connect with college age kids and then the ability to connect with your own kids growing up and then taking this as a dad now, because you are somewhat of a dad to these college age students as well. But do you think that starting this organization also came from what you do at work as well? I think so. And this profession is so unique because there are times where I'm around these student athletes more than their sport coaches are, you know, the ones that, that recruited them to come to, you know, wherever school that they're attending. And that's another unique aspect of, of what I do is there's not a single kid that's on scholarship to bench press, right? They're there to play their given sport. So I've got to be able to cultivate those relationships with kids to get them out of their comfort zone, sometimes way out, big time out of their comfort zone. And that's a part of it. They're away from their families. You know, maybe they had a, a tough day or a tough week at practice and coaches on them a little bit. And, you know, I always kind of joke around with, with our other staff in the weight room that, you know, weight room is the ultimate bastion of truth. You know, some of these coaches will kind of, maybe they'll, they'll sell you something to get you to commit to come to school. And, you know, they're, they're trying to play mind games with you a little bit in, in terms of playing time and minutes and things like that. But the weight room, you walk in the weight room and that hundred pound dumbbell is a hundred pounds. It's a hundred pounds when you're a freshman, it's a hundred pounds when you're a senior and you're either strong enough to pick it up or you're not. So that's where I think that it's valuable in what we do and teaching these kids how to have some persistence and life's going to punch in the face. And sometimes it's, it's your opponent. Sometimes it's coach. But then what are you going to do when you get done with this and you get you get a bad boss, right? You get fired from a job, you get married and your wife gets sick, your kids get sick. So adversity is going to come. And if we can help them develop a skill set that's that's more conducive to to being able to handle that and deal with that when those things come up, then that's part of it. And, and you know, we've we've had kids in our house on Thanksgiving and Christmas. I, I met a kid at Costco the other day because he's. 
12 pounds underweight and on what to get and how to eat and how to prepare his food. And you are, they, their kid gets a bad grade on exam, breaks up with his girlfriend or boyfriend. And there's there's a lot of that. It goes beyond just push-ups and pull-ups and crunches and, and everything else. So as I've grown in that profession, it has broadened my scope into what kind of person would I want my kids to play for in terms of a coach or, you know, sending them off to college and, and being in the hands of somebody that's going to, that's going to look out for their physical and emotional and spiritual well-being. So that definitely has been a little bit more of a compass in how I try to think about things and approach relationships with kids. We'll back up for a second here. And you had mentioned that you are a strength and conditioning coach. So what made you feel like you wanted to give back? Like, did it come from your upbringing from your parents, you know, because everybody feels it seems like there's always something that made people feel like they can do more than what they were just going to school for, what their profession is. Well, the coaching profession is interesting because it's not a nine to five job setting. You invest a ton of time. It's nights, it's mornings, it's weekends, it's holidays. So that makes me ultra sensitive to the time that I do have outside of the office, outside of the weight room with with the kids, with family to be intentional. I'm sure that it's not unlike a lot of other folks, you know, in whatever profession, banking, insurance, to be able to take time out of work and invest with your kids in that in that situation is valuable. So I think that's kind of where that mindset comes from is coaching is a it's it's time intensive. So when you have when you have those opportunities to do things and be involved with your kids, I think that that's a that's kind of a special opportunity yeah. to be able to do that. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. So after the plane ride and your napkin, what happened after that? I mean, it didn't just go from how did it go from a napkin and ideas to, oh, now we've got a nonprofit. That's where you came in. <laughs> I had some scribbles down and and uh, yeah, you kind of got me aligned with some different thoughts and and what this thing could be. And so, yeah. for the people that are listening, <laughs> just in case you don't know, we're married. So, just hey. to let you know, so we're trying to keep this very professional, but also um, to tell the story because I think it's really interesting. All right, so take us from the napkin to my involvement and how you felt about that, and and where did it go from there? Well, and I think that's you know that's one of your your unique strengths and and talents. And, um, you know, it's one thing to kind of have the be involved in the creative process, but then giving that legs and making it come to life and, and you kind of setting the objective for what that could look like in terms of, of organizationally. And yeah, so we just kind of went from there and I had planned out a handful of events and, and things that I felt would be kind of unique to dads and especially the ages that our kids were at that time being in elementary school and I think that was probably the other unique opportunity that we had was the, the the school that the kids attended was very open to the organization, the mission. And so they graciously donated facilities and, and gave us an opportunity to really get this thing off the ground and have some legs that we didn't have to worry about overhead in terms of uh, renting facility space and having access to rooms and, and things like that. So that was a big help having the opportunity to plant the seed in a building and get some events on the calendar. So for people who are listening, what does DOG stand for and what did you want it to be about? DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, Dad Ambassadors for Well-Being and Good Service. And I think that was generated due to the fact that 
literally to, to serve, serve families, serve communities, and, and to be able to do that together to give kids and, and families an avenue and, and, and to not only spend time together, but use that time they're spending together for a greater purpose and a greater good and, and being able to look outside that family dynamic in the home and find ways to invest in that time in the in the benefit of of those around and as my background in in strength and conditioning and fitness i think that was another big focus was you know we're so mired in technology and not that that's a bad thing but for that population it, it tended to be tends to be a little bit more sedentary you know to play video games or be on your phone or whatever that is so again carving out some opportunities to make some life positive lifestyle choices in terms of fitness <laughs> everybody, this is Adrian from Feminist Hot Dog, and I want you to join me and my awesome guests as we put the fun in feminism. It's true. On Feminist Hot Dog, we explore all the ways feminism makes the world a better place, no matter who you are. So come hang out on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Mountain on NoCo FM, and don't forget, love yourself and love your buns. See you on Wednesday. Hi there, my name is Kevcat, and I am the host of NoCo Gadio, airing Fridays at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. If you like what you're hearing, please consider becoming a member of our Patreon. Your support is vital to keeping us on air and growing this awesome community. Find out more at noco.fm. And talk to me about some of the events. Maybe start with some of the ones that you've tried in the beginning and where has it gone and what what are some of the types of events that you had? Yeah, like you said, we the, the very first thing that we did was the hair braiding hairstylist event, which uh, yeah, I, f- I felt like that was great. We've um, public resource officer from Fort Collins Police Department that did the Internet safety and online safety. I think that's great. And that's something, again, with uh, as deep as our kids are in in technology and social media, a valuable resource for the parents and being able to navigate that that world a little bit. You know, we have gotten together and and done Christmas caroling at some of the uh, care homes and retirement homes in the community. We collected, I think we had almost 90 pairs of shoes. We did a shoe drive at the school and and folks gave us some gently used shoes that we were able to to donate. We did a training program for for a 10K run. Uh, We've done game night. We hiked uh, up horse tooth and uh, the three on three basketball tournament and hoop shoot uh, that tends to kind of wrap up our calendar year. At one point, we were trying to put on an event around every month of the school year. That was kind of what we would do in the spring to to wrap up and and uh, give us a chance to reorganize and kick everything off again in the fall and take a break over the summer. Yeah. And what were some of your favorite events? Like what were some of the ones that you thought might have had the best, I guess, number of people that showed up or that they that the dads enjoyed? Did you have other families involved in different events as well? 
I think at this point in time, our signature event is our chili cook-off that we have in the fall. And, you know, we've done that to benefit the Fort Collins Rescue Mission, the, the food bank. And I think the families and the dads take a little bit of pride in that, you know, because it gives them an opportunity to to get in the kitchen and dust out the cook, dust off the cookbooks and and prepare the, the chili. And, you know, so and that's a, a great opportunity for us to get together and, and fellowship. And, um, you know, we have, like I said, we utilize the facilities where where the kids were in school. So that gave us an opportunity to tap into those school families in the congregation, but we do have some other families outside of the school network that have gotten on board with us and jumped in and, and kind of helped us round out our, our roster, so to speak, in terms of dads and families. And do you, are, are these events free to attend? Are they very low cost? Is there anything that uh, dads need to know if they want to sign up? Where do they find the events? Yeah, most of them are low to no cost. We do have a website. We're www.daddogs.com. And we do the best we can to kind of maintain our calendar and get information out on what we've got coming up. We've got a Facebook page, Dad Dogs, on Facebook. That That's where we try to share a lot of information. And there's some things that if I come across in the world of social media or on the internet that I feel are relevant to dads and families and um, some things like that. I'll post on Facebook with some of that stuff. So again, it's a, it's a little bit of a labor of love and sometimes we won't have necessarily the most timely information on there. Cause like I said, it's a little bit of a handful with, with what I do and, and the rest of our schedule with our kids that they've kind of started to get a little bit older. We got one in high school, so we're doing the, doing the best we can to kind of keep up with with a lot of those things. Okay, so events can be found on your Facebook page as well as your website. Yes. And they are Eventbrite events, correct? Yep. Moving forward, you know, you had mentioned that it's a labor of love. Is there anything that for our listeners who want to get involved, is there, are there different things that can help you move the needle forward? Or what do you need um, maybe from the community or um, besides, I don't know if it's donations or space or, you know, ideas or rallying up dads. And I know that you had mentioned some families came out to some of the different events. So what are some of your needs as dogs and what do they need to help push the needle forward? That's a great question. I feel like in terms of resources, we're always looking for space, meeting rooms, facilities, gyms, things like that. Again, that's been the challenges. Our kids have gotten older and nobody's schedule slows down as your kids grow up. And and there's more and more things that are on the calendar and on the agenda and getting from point A to point B and practices and rehearsals and recitals and, and everything else. So, you know, I, I think, again, just being able to maybe find a night or two or, or one event or two events in particular and commit to that. So uh, I think that's part of how our lineup has changed a little bit as we've done a little bit less, honestly. And uh, what we've tried to do is is invest in the the quality of those events rather than having something every month or two or three times during the school year or the during the semester. But yeah, I think that's that's probably one of the one of the biggest needs that we have is we just look for places that we can put up a tent or set up a table or get out and, and, and find room for us to to get dads and families out there and get them involved. 
you know, moving forward, are there certain events that you said that you're probably narrowing down, but are there certain events that you're going to keep around and like, what is your plan to keep these events going? And are there certain events that you think you will continue over others? Well, like I said, I think our signature event being the chili cook-off, and we have that in the fall. It's usually October, November. I, I think that we've had such a great turnout and such a loyal following for that that we'll we'll continue to do that. And, and we've been able to give a little bit of food to the rescue mission, to the food bank, and the three-on-three basketball hoop shoot that we do in the spring. Again, great turnout. And and that falls in line with our mission in terms of some healthy activities and and things like that for the, for the dads and kids. And, and, you know, honestly, that's another point is we, we, we talk about dads, but a lot of these are mom friendly events too. And, and again, it's just an opportunity to, to get families involved, find something that maybe is outside of their comfort zone a little bit to get them to to get out and participate with us. Awesome. So I always ask this at the end of my show, and I want to find out from you, you know, if you had any advice for anybody out there thinking that, you know, I've got this great idea, but I'm not really too sure if it's going to be great or good or if it's going to work or anything like that. So what's one piece of advice that you might have walking through this journey of starting a nonprofit and giving back, but what's one piece of advice that you can give my listeners in making this world a better place? I think you've got to align with people that have the resources and, you know, and that's where, you know, the idea, the creativity and, uh, and the idea is the easy part sometimes. And then you've got to connect with people that can help you take the next step or the next steps, whatever those might be. And uh, you definitely can't be afraid to get out of your comfort zone a little bit and stretch yourself. And I think, again, with that network of, of friends and colleagues and resources um, that, are, that are in alignment with what you believe and, and where you kind of want to go with things. And uh, sometimes it, it will throw you a curveball or two. So you have to trust those in your inner circle to be able to pick up where you leave off and and keep moving forward. Well, thank you so much for your time and thanks so much for coming with me to the show and being on the show to highlight dogs. And is there anything else that you want to leave us with? Words of wisdom. You're always full of words of wisdom. And that's the last time you're going to actually hear me say that. Huh. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Coach, coach speak is all cliches. Anyway, I've been doing this for a long time and I've never had one original idea or thought. I just begged, borrowed and stolen from mentors and colleagues and everything along the way. But it, it's something that I, I really love to do and, and hopefully we can find ways to continue. And, and I think that's another unique challenge is our kids have gotten older and their resumes have diversified a little bit in terms of their activities and social networks and, and friends and that, that we can still find a niche to, to help people stay plugged in. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to Connecting a Better World and thank you, NOCO FM, for supporting this show. If you haven't heard, NOCO FM is dedicated to bring diverse voices and spotlighting a unique culture to Fort Collins and beyond. For more information, please visit www.noco.fm.
If you connected to something in this episode, we would love to hear from you. Our contact info will be listed in the show notes, as well as you can reach us on our social media channels. Please feel free to share our podcast with your friends and loved ones. For more shows, please tune in to noco.fm online. This has been a production of NOCO FM.